this is NY Bill. I'm Jonathan Culp. And uh, this is your first time on HPR. Yes, it is. I've heard HPR before, but this is my first time ever to participate in one of the shows. So I'm very excited about that. You're another one that uh, we talked about this ages ago, and it's just we never get the ball rolling. But here we are. Yep, about time. Yeah, uh, people may know me who, if they listen to Linux Outlaws, they may know a bit of me there because they do speak my name sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who, I'm the guy who made the classical guitar arrangement of the theme song, and also made. Uh, I did a version on harmonica, and I got the trumpet guy next door to me to play it on his trumpet. <laughs> <The> trumpet guy, <laughs> recruiting everyone. Right, so I'm the resident music professor in the Linux Outlaws community, and that's actually how you and I first came together also in the forums at Linux yeah. Outlaws. Yeah, way back in the way back in the beginning of LO, yeah, we, a bunch of us just used to hang out in the forums every night. Those, those were the days. I know. It seems so strange now. When I think about going to the forums now, it just seems like, man, that would be so much trouble, and nobody's going to be there, and you don't get that immediate interaction always that you do on mm. the microblogging and stuff yeah you have to uh, kind of read it every day or you get lost so yeah but i have to well i don't moderate much because we don't get much spammers anymore but i still i read it every day check in oh that's cool i post once about every four to six months <laughs> usually when i prod you and say go over and answer this question <laughs> Or it used to be what happened was when Identica went down, suddenly we would all go back to the forums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's our old standby, I guess. So, oh, man. I guess we have Windigo to thank for the title of our our main topic. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he posted, uh, well, this is a place where you can get technology items that I really never thought of, and you are constantly in Goodwills. That's right. Goodwill is like the main place I shop in life. <laughs> it's your it's your new CompUSA. <laughs> yeah, you're you're constantly on Identica. I just bought this for five bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing the stuff that I've been able to find, and I, I you know you don't always find great stuff at Goodwill, but if you go often enough, then maybe once out of every ten times you'll find something that really makes it all worthwhile, mm. and that's kind of the way I've done. I, I've been going to thrift stores since I was a teenager, and back then. I went mainly so that I could buy a trench coat or some really bad polyester pants to wear just for fun. <laughs> I think that's how my uh, my brother, he goes to uh, Halloween parties every year, and that seems to be where they get their get-ups. Yeah, Goodwill, at least in Austin, it seems like they used to advertise around Halloween, says, go to Goodwill and get your costume items here. <laughs> you can be a disco guy for $18. Right. They don't have as many of the just awesome old polyester pants nowadays as they did back in about 1987. Got to have but, some parachute um, pants in there somewhere. It's about oh, that. man, that would be awesome. <laughs> did you have them in high school? I did never, not ever have them. My mom <laughs> was prudent enough where she just refused to spend, what, the 50 bucks or whatever it would cost to buy those stupid things. And so My mother told me years later, she goes, you got to pick your battles when you're raising kids. If he wants to wear those silly... <laughs> Those silly pants, at least he's not doing drugs. <laughs> There's something to that. Yeah. Uh, my mom was very thrifty herself, though, and just would not pay that kind of money. And also, I was in kind of the skater community. At, well, we had a very tiny community, and the skaters thought parachute pants were really stupid, so we didn't wear those things. So this episode's about the goodwill, and we have Wendigo to thank for the title of this episode because he made the joke in uh, Identica about... Uh, 
Goodwill Hunting, so that's in the show notes. But That's right. It's about Goodwill. You often mention that you shop at Goodwills and you get tech buys there. I never think to get that I'd get a computer item in a Goodwill. Most people wouldn't think so, because when you first walk in, all you see is racks and racks of crappy clothing. Yep. But <laughs> I've managed to find quite a few things there that have uh, enhanced my tech experience quite a lot. I call it my Goodwill cluster. Now, <laughs> I've bought, I think I've bought five or six computers there. That for a span of about a month, it seems like every time I went, I found another one. And so I've bought a couple of Dell Dimension desktops, and actually three of those, I think. One of them right now is my Friendica and OwnCloud server. Mm-hmm. The, my main, my first one of these is a box by eMachines that I picked up for seven ninety nine. Yeah, you're uh, always you're always popping into Identica saying you bought something awesome and it five bucks. I know bucks. it's amazing. You're getting everybody jealous. The the eMachines box was really the one that started it all because it was actually a pretty decently specced computer for eight bucks, and I initially meant it to be just a backup machine for us to have in case the eMac ever went belly up. But the eMac is still going strong. And the, when I decided to turn it into a web server was when we first started having problems with Identica almost a year ago, maybe eight or nine months ago when StatusNet went up to 1.0. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. That's... It started having problems. There were database issues and all yep. kinds of things. It would be... And the unfortunate... Roll that was exactly the rollout for G plus and like exactly two thirds of the Identica people jumped ship. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of people bailed out and went to G plus. That I, was unfortunate. Yeah, I was there for a while. I was I was on G plus for a while too, but it really G plus didn't really suit me the way Identica did, and so there were a bunch of people who just bailed out completely and went to G plus, and then there were others, and some had already been doing this, but there were a bunch of others who started saying, "Look, this is free stuff. Let's set up our own instances." Mm-hmm. And so I did it, and Jeremy Pope did, and uh, Windigo has one. Actually, Windigo and I have an HPR that will ha- will be out soon, which is all about this like little era of ours when we all set up the StatusNet stuff. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's yeah. cool. So we don't have to go into that a lot. But that that was when I decided, look, if everyone else is doing this, I I had actually once set up StatusNet over at school on my web server in my office just to use as a Oh, I recall that. Yeah, I I have a private instance just to use with my students, and we chat back and forth about stuff in my music classes, and it's only for my students. And so I had done it before, and I knew basically how to do it. So I installed Debian Stable on this eMachines box and got my StatusNet instance going, and it's been going ever since. $10 server. Pretty much joked one time that you don't go to Goodwill with more than $10 in your pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's good policy. Normally you don't need to. You don't want to sh- start flashing the cash when you go in there. You got to you got to play poor. No, no. You don't want to tip them off. I, I probably should not go as often as I do. They would get a heads up that I keep finding great things. Yeah, they, Maybe, they see you coming down the street. Quick, go get all the tech stuff out of the back room. <laughs> yeah, the uh the latest thing that I found there that's maybe my my favorite of all of my Goodwill cluster purchases was a Mac Mini. Yeah, yeah. for four uh, four ninety nine, <laughs> under five bucks. That's great for a Mac Mini, and it was perfect. I mean, it's not like I wanted a Mac or anything, but I I had been trying to find a way to get a low powered, very small, quiet server, mm. 
And I had actually specced out uh, a motherboard and a case and RAM and a hard drive and all that and put it on my Amazon wish list. And it was going to cost over 200 bucks, I think, for all of that. And then I found this Mac Mini for 5 bucks <laughs> and brought it home, and it worked perfectly. Now, these are the ones – I'm not, like, real familiar with Macs, but these are the ones that are, like, the size of, like, a portable CD drive, like, maybe twice the height. Yeah. It's like a square white thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it's basically – the size of a yeah the optical drive is what makes it have to be as big as it is it's okay. probably six or eight inches square and then about two inches tall yeah, yeah. i've seen them online it's a little bitty it's got um a one gig of ram a g4 1.25 gigahertz processor mm. a 40 gig hard drive and it's basically perfect for, for my status net server do you think that they don't know that this stuff is worth a bit more than that or they just want the high turnover I, it could be both. If they listen to this, is it gonna, are they going to mark everything up on you? <laughs> Believe me, they won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Mac Mini, I'm not sure they knew it was a computer. Oh, right. Because it doesn't really look like a computer unless you already know what it is. Hmm. But they might not have known. Now, they here they just have a policy. Any computer pretty much is priced at $799. Well. And except for the one I bought, I was going to buy this one that was priced at nine ninety nine. But that's they crazy had talk. Also, no, no. Listen, <laughs> they had also with it a keyboard and a monitor and a mouse and two speakers. And I said, look, I don't want all that other stuff. I just want the box. And they said, oh, well, in that case, it'll be three ninety nine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you got them over a barrel, man. Look, I was I was prepared to pay the ten bucks and just leave all that other stuff with them. Hmm. Because I didn't want it. I didn't want that big CRT monitor and, you know, all that crap. I, I don't want that. But. Since you started, uh, well, not started, but, I mean, for a year now or so, you've been, you know, mentioning when you find a good find. And then all the bikes. You, you've gotten a lot of bikes through good Yeah, the bikes, too. Uh, I've just started to keep my eye open, and now I know where, like, four or five or six of them are in my area. But till then, I just drive right past them and didn't even know they were there. Some of them I knew they were there, but I think of them as, you know, like old people clothes or something. I should I should yeah. go take a look. You definitely should. I mean, you're not going to find it, something every time. I most times I go there, I don't buy anything. But then, as you guys have all heard, I keep finding great things periodically, and that's what kind of keeps you going back. It's like winning a little bit at the lottery every <laughs> two months. Or <laughs> this something. is your scratch off ticket. It it really is. Recently, you got a uh, like a fairly recent WRT. Linksys, didn't you? I did. I got a, a WRT310N router, which was great. I mean, it's a, a wireless N router, and I, I had been wanting one because I actually found one maybe two months earlier at a flea market, a Linksys 150N router, and I bought that one. That was $6. That's pretty pricey. Yeah, I watched that dent, dent go by as I just spent like about 170 <laughs> on a on an N router recently. <laughs> Well, yours is better. Yours is oh, going to have uh, the dual band and I just, all that kind of stuff. I buy tech so infrequently. I just get like get the best one I can just so it'll last me a little bit longer. That's not. I I buy crappy quality very frequently. <laughs> so yours is quantity, <laughs> not quality. Actually, the the uh, the 150N and the 310N are both pretty nice routers, and now I've got them linked as a the 150N is a wireless bridge out here in my office, and the, my uh, e-machine server is plugged into that with a patch cable and uh, it works great this was the setup we were just talking about before recording how 
Yeah. You're shooting. You have your your office is detached from your house, and you're shooting wireless yeah. across. Yeah. Exactly. So that was another now, five dollars. Yeah, the three ten n I got for, uh, I think it was two ninety nine, but it didn't have a power supply with it. It was just the router. But I had a I had a spare power supply at home that had, was kind of duct taped together, and so I knew I could at least turn it on and see if it was working and and load it with DDWRT if it was working. So I did all that. But then I went to this other Goodwill like 15 miles away from the one where I found the router mm -hmm. and I found the power supply. For <laughs> nice. For 99 cents. It was the Linksys, the Linksys power supply that clearly went with that router. It just got separated at like the drop-off center or something. Oh, really? You think it's the one? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was for the same one. That's I mean, awesome. it, it looked exactly like it. It fit perfectly. It says Linksys on it. And uh, so for 99 cents, I got the power supply. Who was putting all this tech into those bins? Is it? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm confusing Goodwills with Salvation Army. Is that two different operations? Or? They're two different things, but they do the same thing. that's what we have yeah. around here, a lot of Salvation Armies, where out in front of the grocery stores, those big bins that people can put, you know, clothes yeah. in and stuff. Yeah, it's the same kind of outfit. It's we also have a Salvation Army here, but they they have terrible prices. Okay. Like they they had this um, like a compact desktop machine from maybe ten years ago, and they wanted one hundred sixty nine dollars for oh. it. <laughs> greed. It's pure greed. Insane. Like no, I mean you could get a new computer for not much more than that. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I, I I hardly ever find anything worthwhile at that one, but I still go just in case. I got some shoes there one time. You know, I do get clothes periodically, but. But um, most mostly, I'm just adding to my Goodwill cluster. What did you recently do with the with the Mac Mini? Oh that yeah, up? that's my main web server now. Oh right, okay. That one is hosting my main website, JonathanCulp.org, and it's hosting my StatusNet yep. instance. And this is when your uh, your name changed on Identica recently. Right, yeah. I got a new domain name, and I had meant to make this elegant, seamless transition over to the new server and the new domain name. The domain name thing is a little bit tricky with StatusNet because if you if you change anything, it can break people's subscriptions, and then everyone will have to unsubscribe and resubscribe on the new one or something. It's kind of a pain. It, it's it's pretty messy, and so I wanted to do it with giving everyone a heads up. But I I did some kind of update on my main server here on the eMachines, and I accidentally had it overwrite a really important config file, and it broke everything. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, here's my opportunity. I just went ahead and switched to the Mac Mini. Then all of a sudden there was this new guy talking to us, and nobody knew who Jake J.K. Right. was. <laughs> yeah, I had a new username, and uh, hopefully when the notification emails came in saying that I had subscribed to you, you would recognize my domain name and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I got figured you out pretty quick. <laughs> so I'm not sure if we have Goodwills now, but is this an organization? Or it's yeah, just it, they're nationwide as okay. far as I'm aware. Because the they definitely had them in Austin and in Nashville, the cities where I've lived. But. And does the sign actually say like Goodwill on it? Yep. Oh, okay. So what I've been scouting around my town is there's a couple Salvation Armies, and then there is kind of like a thrift store. Right. There's thrift Some stores, but independent ones. Yeah, I think they must be independent. Yeah, we've got one here that's run by some church lady, kind of lady i'm not sure they they seem often to be associated with churches mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't know necessarily why, I guess because people donate things to churches and once they're done giving them to poor people, then they try to sell the rest to raise money to support their programs and whatnot. Hmm. And what do they want with a Mac Mini? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome I, for I you, know. though. That's cool. You know, sometimes, uh, like, companies will, when they upgrade a bunch of their equipment, they'll just truck everything off to Goodwill. And so, like, I've got a, there's a printer over there on the other side of the room from me that I got at Goodwill for maybe 12 bucks. It's an HP LaserJet 3200 with uh, a built-in fax and stuff and i remember when i got it home i printed out the information page and it told me the name of a corporation mm -hmm. that used to own it so clearly they upgraded and just trucked everything off to goodwill yeah, that happens here with the state but uh it's usually they advertise you have to buy the whole palette so you might have to buy oh, like God. 48 dells not just one <laughs> uh, an email recently went running around in our log and like some of some of the people were like uh, well i'll take three of them if you take four of them but nothing ever came of it that's pretty funny. But yeah, that might be a channel how some of this stuff is getting into the, the Goodwills. It could be. I don't know how something like that WRT310N router would get there unless somebody just upgraded all their networking stuff at once. And, yeah, that's Or if that's, somebody mistakenly took it or something. Mm, that's fairly new, yeah. And I remember you saying uh, it's kind of overheating, and then the next day you found like a laptop cooler to put under it. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, eh, another two bucks. Yeah, I just go back and buy whatever else I need. Yeah, the laptop cooler was a pretty fun project. I've got images on my uh, PyWego image gallery of the laptop cooler because I took it apart and soldered a USB cable onto it to give it power because mm -hmm. it, it didn't have a power supply. So now I've got the laptop cooler plugged by USB into the eMac to keep the fans running, and then the, the router... That tends to overheat is just sitting on top of that. You're getting very close to him. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Getting mad scientist stuff going on. Yeah, it's fun. Now, the, the one thing I really want to do next is uh, when my wife and I went thrifting a couple days ago. You know, by the way, this is a key to the for this whole thing to work for me is my wife really loves to thrift also. Ah. And and ha when we were in graduate school, like our favorite thing to do was to go out and hit the thrift stores around Austin, Texas, which has some of the best thrift stores in the nation, probably. But she and I were out the other day at the local, the closest Goodwill, and there was an Xbox there, one of the classic Xboxes. And I just immediately started posting on the microblog, what can you do with an old Xbox? And people started saying, well, you could put XBMC. XB Media Center, or you can put uh, Linux on it. Yep. And I almost bought it, but it did not have any controllers. And you need a controller to be able to hack together a cable to hook up um, like an SD card or something to it to transfer the Linux image over. And so I'm just going to wait until I find one that's got controllers. And then that's definitely a project I want to do. I want to hack one of those Xboxes and turn it into a server. Yeah, I recall... Uh people getting Linux on them. I, I've never been like a console guy, but I, I remember reading about it. I've never had a gaming console until, well, we bought a Wii for the kids. I had an Atari 2600. That's my last one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we had one of those when I was about 10 or 12. Yeah. So I don't know. We still have it. If I go to my parents' house, we can get it out and hook it up to a TV and play. <laughs> it's really funny. I think we're only a couple of months apart in age. So, yeah, and I used to say that we are the first generation that had home computers, but 
Turns out your dad is a geek too. Yeah, yeah big time. He had the. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's going to come to me. He the Heath kit. Heath kits. Yeah. He he built his own computer. The first computer he had was from Heathkit, and it came in like box after box of little transistors and circuit boards. That and, is awesome. And he put the whole thing together. And this was in probably 1982 or so. And at that time, he was a professor of mathematics at the Air Force Institute of Technology up in Fairborn, Ohio. Okay. And he's the first person I knew to do this kind of thing. My friend, one of my friends had a Commodore 64. Yeah, and uh, I remember him playing these text games on it. Uh, but my my dad didn't do any games. He learned to program in like Fortran and COBOL and all these things. The old school stuff. Yeah. But you had exactly. that to hack on right off. That's awesome. Yeah, I I didn't I mean, when I finally got a computer, it was one of his cast off. I think he gave me the Heath kit once he upgraded. I just kept getting a series of his hand-me-downs. And all I used them for was to write papers, and I had this DOS-based music notation program called, it was called Music Printer Plus, and it was like more than $400, but it did fairly decent music notation printout, and that, so those were the only things I knew to do with a computer, was to write my papers and print music. Somehow you found Linux along the way. I, I never asked you how you, how did you come across that was that was much much later it's just Um, a it's just a question i'm always curious about when talking with people we've never talked about it i first heard about it i suppose when i was putting together my online music appreciation class here at ul lafayette in probably the summer of 2004 2005 i don't it was right around there and the guy who was helping me with it who was shooting all the videos and and he wrote a flash based uh interface for for my video to appear along with my powerpoint slides and all that anyway he was a tech guy and we were wondering how are we going to get these videos to the students because at the time we were using blackboard course management system now we use moodle thank goodness it's open source but uh blackboard at the time did not really have a good way to deliver video and we had us we didn't have space for the files on it anyway we needed our own way to deliver it so one day he just told me he said i found it i got a way to deliver the server i mean to the the videos and he pointed at this pile of just crappy old mac g3s he said that's our server right there hmm. i said what he said yep i found those they were about to throw them away so i took it and loaded yellow dog linux on it and those are now serving serving up your uh, lessons. Here, click this link and watch. And so I clicked the link, and there was me. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so I was like, "Man, that's that's amazing, Mark. How'd you do that?" And he said, "Well, you know, put Linux on it." I said, "Well, what's Linux?" And so he told me what it was. The floodgates opened. Yeah. Well, not quite yet. What where it really took hold was about three years later when I I decided I really wanted to have a laptop, but I did not want to have a Windows laptop, and I couldn't afford a Mac. And so one day I was at our... We've got an office on campus where they do hardware repair, like computer hardware repair, and I went over there with our piano professor who was having her computer worked on, and one of the assistants in that workshop there was sitting at a computer, 
And I looked at it, and I didn't recognize what it was. I said, man, what, what is that operating system you're using there? I don't recognize that. And he said, this is Ubuntu. Oh. I said, what's Ubuntu? <laughs> and he said, well, it's a Linux-based operating system. And uh, I saw that, and it looked really nice. And I said, man, that's something I could use right there. And so I started researching it, and then pretty soon my dad got a new laptop and handed me down his old one, and I installed Ubuntu Linux on it, and that's basically where it started. Nice. Yeah. It's a little off track of the uh, Goodwill, but... No, it's, that's okay. Yeah, it's, I, I always like to find out how people stumbled across it. Yeah, I, I remember the first episode I heard you do, I think you, you and... Was it you and Wendigo that told that... Uh, that shared your stories of that? Yeah, that was our first one, how we got into Linux, yeah. It's been four years ago now, I think, four and a half years ago since that happened. Mm. Now I'm neck deep in it. Oh, yeah. It's funny, you know, the whole thing, starting with Linux and now running my web server, it feels like I've been getting this kind of slow, gradual retraining of myself for a possible alternate career. <laughs> If uh, because you know academia, higher education is kind of in trouble. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of budget problems, and uh, every year we got major budget cuts. We got programs being cut, and people losing jobs in academia. And so, I feel like all of this stuff has given me some tools. Where if suddenly the school of music went belly up and I was out of a job, I might be able to kind of slide sideways, even right here at the university and help them out with Moodle administration and running the servers here and stuff like that. Yeah, nice. I think... Yeah, so... I th sorry, go ahead. No, I think I said, uh, unfortunately, I won't be sliding sideways anywhere. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stuck in a family <laughs> business, so... Oh, well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I don't have to do that. I, I don't want it to come to that. But um, one of the main points I made in my blog post yesterday about my significant tech purchase, the $8 computer, yeah. is that basically for the $8 and for a lot of time and fun for me, I've practically retrained myself as a, you know, a Linux guy who could, if not completely run, and at least certainly help run um, websites and administer things, you know. Yeah, we've all. Uh, I, I feel like I've had to learn quite a bit about out, outward-facing networks in the last couple of months with all the Identica stuff or the StatusNet stuff. Yes. It's something I never really paid attention to, but like our little group of friends are all helping each other out and asking questions and answering. So it's an awesome resource. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There are so many nitpicky details that I never would have thought of. I mean, things like uh, name servers and um, you know. Uh, certificates and self-signed certificates, how to deal with... Yeah, uh, I just accepted one of yours when I got on the Mumble. Yeah, you would have to yeah. because it's a self-signed... <laughs> Do you trust yeah. me, Bill? Yeah, I did. I did trust you. <laughs> Better not backstab me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have one certificate that's actually signed by Start SSL, and I use that for my StatusNet site. And the rest of them are self-signed because I trust myself, and it doesn't really matter to me if other people don't <laughs> <laughs> oh man so anyway it's been a huge fun learning experience all this stuff and all it all really happens because of availability of super cheap hardware that i can play around with the goodwill hardware that's it man i'm gonna have to uh 
Maybe after the lug sometime. We'll ha I'll have to scout out where some of these might be, and after the lug, maybe we'll have to stop at a Goodwill one of these times. There you go. Yep. Um, I, it seems like you would definitely, as much as you drive around for work, you could, uh, I don't know, stop in for five minutes, see what they got, and hop back in the truck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just starting to uh, figure out where they are. I think I know. See, these aren't Goodwills, though. I think they're independent. That's okay. Yeah. They might have. I mean, even for someone that's, there's a lot of people that are into, like, retro gaming and stuff. I bet you could find old Nintendo and SN Super Nintendo stuff in these stores. Yeah. I've, I have found all of those kinds of things in the thrift stores I go to. I mean, they had, like, Intellivision one time. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've seen the old PlayStation, original PlayStations, original Xboxes, uh, sometimes Xbox 2. Um, I think a friend of mine had an Intellivision, and there was a cartridge called Basic, and you stick it in, and then you can program on the controller, like Basic. That's that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, yeah. We had friends with Intellivision also down the street, and they I seem to recall playing baseball on it or something. Yeah. See, this you might get me in trouble, John, because I'll end up with a whole computer room full of old <laughs> crap. <laughs> You know I still have a Commodore 64 in the basement. What else will oh, I start awesome. bringing home? <laughs> well, you have to be discreet about it, I suppose. And, uh, well, as I said, the reason this all works is because my wife is on board with it. Mm -hmm. And so if she weren't, then I'd probably be getting in trouble all the time. <laughs> but right now I've got like hardware everywhere, and I've got bicycles and bicycle parts everywhere. Um but yeah, she's okay as long as it doesn't get out of hand. Cool. Okay. The issue. So is that enough? Wrap it up. That that is enough. Uh, we have to figure out. Think for a minute how much information you want to give people about contact. Yeah. Do you do show notes for this? So goodwills are something I've just drove past all my life, and there might be uh, good tech finds in there. It's more than just smelly old clothes, man. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the image it has in my head. But <laughs> There's a lot of that, to be sure. You just got to dig through it and yeah. get past the blue-haired ladies and get to the good stuff. Yeah, you got to go back to those shelves where they keep all the stuff. You know, go past the clothes stuff. back to where there is stuff. Cool. And dig through it, too, man. Because, like, when I found the power supply for my router, it was underneath a bunch of crap that I didn't want at all. And I almost didn't even look under it. But I did, and then I found it. So, so there's a treasure hunt aspect to this as well. There totally is. That's and cool. It's really thrilling to find this stuff. <laughs> I, just, I just pictured you in, in my head holding up the power supply going, Ah! <laughs> I am mighty. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, contact info? Yeah, jonathanculp.org, and uh, yeah, it's and been fun. I'm uh, nybill at gunmonkeynet.net for email, or nybill on Identica. We'll have to do another one sometime. That'd be great, man. All right, Good cool. talking to you. All right, see you. Okay, bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. 
All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.